Welcome to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast with Rob Peters. It's about bringing in guests and sharing experiences and information to help you create a better DJ business for you, your clients, and your community. And now, here's your host, the only podcast host that has a degree in nuclear physics, Rob Peters. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's show. Glad to have you along for the ride. He told you my name's Rob, right? <laughs> if you didn't, my name's Rob and welcome to the show. It's the week before Christmas. Hanukkah starts this week. The calendar is just ripping by here, people. Can't believe it. Speaking of Christmas next week, we're not going to do a show next week. So this is our pre-Christmas episode. And I have a couple of things on my mind I kind of want to throw out there. So if you'll indulge me for a minute, we'll get to Todd Mitchum part two after the break. Well, it is the week before Christmas. And because it's our last episode before the holiday, if you celebrate Hanukkah, happy Hanukkah. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you're celebrating this holiday season, please do it. Do it happily and do it with the people that matter to you most. That's why I'm taking next week off. I want to be able to enjoy time with my family and the people who are my motivation. So we're going to do that. And then a week from Monday, which will be December 30th, 2019, I'm looking for a couple of volunteers that would like to come on and talk about what your goals are for 2020. We're going to talk about the kind of business you're running, things you've done this year that have maybe helped you grow. And then we're going to talk about what your goals are for 2020 in an effort to maybe inspire our listenership to come up with some really cool goals to become better in our marketplaces. I need two or three volunteers. Very simple to apply. Go to the Facebook page for the show and send me a message. Let me know who you are, where you're from. And just a little bit of background if we've never met before. I have a lot of friends in the industry, so there are some people that might want to do this. I'm looking for some people who maybe I haven't met you face-to-face, and maybe we can do it that way. So go to the Facebook page, Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Send me a message. Do it by the end of next week, okay? That way there I can pick a couple of you, and we're going to record on the 30th and put it out there. I think it's a great way to wrap up 2019 and kind of get everybody inspired for 2020. So would you do that for me? That'd be awesome. Thanks so much. So before we get to Todd Mitchum, I have a little holiday inspiration for all of you. And this happened to me, and it's actually one of our goals at RPE, that every year we give back. We have many blessings, and I've been very fortunate to be able to continue to be a full-time mobile DJ and make a comfortable living at it. But I decide every year to donate to worthwhile organizations in the form of a gift drive or maybe a clothing drive or maybe even just financially. And this year we did gifts for kids at DCF who aren't going to be with the family on Christmas. And I thought I was done. I thought it was all set and okay, I did my thing. And then I had a friend of mine who runs a charity, ironically, said to me that there are people on the other end of the age spectrum, the seniors, There are people in nursing homes and assisted living facilities who don't have families. Would you adopt one of them? And I actually adopted two of them. And we're pretty psyched because I'm actually delivering the gifts to them this week. And we're doing it anonymously. I'm not looking for the credit. I'm looking just to give something so that people in that position know that there's somebody out there that cares and that Christmas is about looking out for your fellow man. So if you're listening to the show today, Maybe you'll take a moment and 
Find a way to do something like that in your market before the end of the week, before we get to Christmas. Call an assisted living facility. Find out if there's a family, a person there who doesn't have family and is going to be alone on Christmas. And you don't have to go in and introduce yourself, but find out if they need something and put together a little basket and deliver it over there and have them give it to them. I think if we all chipped in and did that, there's an average of about 50 or 60 people that download this podcast every week. Imagine there are going to be 50 or 60 people who are going to feel that Christmas spirit who otherwise wouldn't. And to me, that's, there's no better feeling, you guys. So I hope you'll follow my lead on that. And we're looking at some big stuff for 2020 that I'm going to get into in 2020. But one of the things we're actually talking about is developing an arm of our company that is a charitable giving arm that's going to be available for stuff like that. And that's a whole nother episode that I'll get to later on. Before we get to Todd Mitchum though, I would be remiss without saying thank you to my sponsors. Thank you so much to Speed Quizzing Smartphone Trivia for their sponsorship and their support of this program. I hope if you're looking for a trivia platform to offering your market, you'll check it out at speedquizzing.com. I also want to take a moment and thank Mike Weeder for his help in our contest that we did earlier this year, and also Alan over at Floyd Rose Headphones for helping us out this year. You guys, these are people who really have helped this podcast kind of survive and grow, and I'm looking forward to doing some great stuff in 2020, and we're going to talk about that on the year-end show. But anyway, I want to get to Todd Mitchum, so you'll enjoy that show. He's up next right here on the DJ Business Podcast. Hey everybody, as you know, RPE, we do a lot of bar nights and you know, I use speed quizzing smartphone trivia from my bar trivia nights because it is the future of bar trivia that features a friendly app that your customers are going to download. You play the hosted game and they get to submit their answers electronically. Not only have I used it for my bar nights, but I've found ways to incorporate it into other events I do, including corporate events and holiday parties. Speed quizzing events are great because there are no pens, no paper, and no cheating. Find out more about speed quizzing today at speedquizzing.com. Hey, everybody. It's Rob Peters. And if you know me, you know that I have been doing bubble parties for about 14 years right now. And Mike Weeder's joining me from New Jersey. And Mike started two years ago, right, Mike? Correct. And since that time, I have watched you take what I've taught you as a bubble parties provider and take it to another level. Tell us about the success you've been having. When I met you in uh, Las Vegas last year and you spoke to me about bubble parties, I was very skeptical. As a DJ, I've been doing this, I'm going into my 38th year, and I had no interest in dealing with preschools and children from two and a half to eight. After speaking with you and sitting through your seminar and talking to Raymar, I decided to give it a shot. Last year, our first year, we did 20 bubble parties. This year, uh, we were able to jump up to over 80 as of now. Get our free special report today where you can learn more about how this can be a great part of your DJ business. Go to bubbleparties.com, select the Become a Provider page, and get our free special report today. You're talking your book, and it's funny because I took so much from the book 
Uh, and I guess one of the best lines that really appealed to me, I, and I'm a multi-op business owner. Yeah. I have, and it's not just DJs. I mean, we're booking everything from clouds and magicians to Santa Claus right now. Nice. You can't do epic shit <laughs> with ordinary people. I can't believe you were actually going to say that word. I'm impressed. <laughs> no, first time ever on the podcast. I, I dropped impressive. an S-bomb. But I, I heard you say that. Yeah. And I, I came back at the time I was commuting from where I live. I live down by Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, uh, halfway between Boston and Providence. My office is just outside of Boston. And I took that ride and it, that just kept on. I wasn't listening to anything in the car for 90 minutes on my way to work. That just kept on going in my brain over and over and over again. And I'm like, okay. This really makes some sense now. And I start, I, I really took a good look at what I was doing with RPE. At the yeah. time, we were doing probably more weddings than anything else. And I was at a crossroads. And I, it, I had some other circumstances that got in the way with it. But I looked at some of the people that I, I had people who were literally sucking the life out of me and my business. And I'm going, where's the, where do I want to be? Like, I started writing down the epic stuff I wanted to do, right? where I wanted to go with the business. And then I took a look at who was in and who was out. And I, am, I, I called a meeting and I had to have two of them because I had that many people. And I said, this is where we're going. You can be on board and be part of it, but I'm going to require you to be beyond ordinary. And if yeah. you can't produce that, then our time together isn't going to be as long as you would like for it to be. Mm. I lost three people. Yeah, I had three I'm people sure in did. that meeting get up and leave because I was changing the entire dynamic of what we were doing. Yeah. And flash forward, now this year alone was our biggest jump ever. I've got some awesome people working for me who really understand how to do what I need done. And we transitioned my company and a lot of our listeners know this already. We were going from doing mostly weddings, which is what most DJ companies are. You do the big stuff, weddings, mitzvahs. Yeah. We decided to go more corporate. We're doing more weekday work now than we ever were before. And I actually kind of love it because I have a 20-foot camper in my backyard that I like to take out on the weekends and be able to enjoy that part of my life. But it took, that, it took your book and a bunch of other stuff to happen for it's like your transition when you went to Chicago. It took yeah. a bunch of circumstances for that to all take and to, well, to transition. Well, so I, I and it's funny because on my desk I have a line, I have that quote on my computer. You can't do epic shit with ordinary people. I think that's classic. That's awesome. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's awesome. And 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 I what what's so powerful about what you just said though is is even though I appreciate the 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 positivity you have towards the book. I think part of it, the key to that is that you took the initiative and that's the, that's, that's the epic shit part is that that's inside of a lot of people. It's whether or not they take the leap to be epic or not. That's the key. And so when you hear that for some people, they go, ah, whatever, you know, I'm comfortable. Things are fine. And that's fine. And, and you know what, if, they, if that's how they want to live their life, rock on. But it doesn't mean that I need to live my life around them. It doesn't mean I need them to be a part of what I'm doing, especially a business, because if your mindset is you're going to go do something mind-blowingly epic off the charts, you know, because you recognize that 
nobody gets out of this life thing alive, then, then you only want people around you who get that same vision and passion and message. You know, how many people, and I was talking to some guys, I get into these ridiculous debates all the time online. And I was talking to these guys today who were like, you know, you should always sacrifice and never buy the nice car, you know, save the money for your kids later. And I'm like, guys, if you knew how many people that I've trained as leaders who work their butts off their whole lives to get to 65 and retire, and then they die at 67 or 66, and they never really lived their life, they just played it safe their whole time, and how heartbroken their family is because they, you know, well, they should have taken more vacations or enjoyed life. Nobody ever at the end goes, oh, I wish I had worked more. You know, they go, they go, I wish I had done something bigger. I wish I had enjoyed it more. I wish I had relaxed more. I wish I had spent more time with my kids. You know, that, that's the stuff you hear later. Um, there's a funny irony to it. I, my, my, just speaking about kind of as people age, you know, my, my dad is retired and they live in Florida and they live in this big retirement community in Florida. It's huge. It's like a hundred thousand, 110,000 people. And everyone, you have to be at least, you know, in your mid fifties to live there and all this. And, um, but I've, I've sat with some of the guys at Starbucks that are in their seventies, eighties, you know, a couple guys in their nineties. And I'm just like, I, I will just, sometimes when we visit, I'll just sit and talk. Like, I just want these guys to tell me the things that no one wants to talk about. Well, you find that they never want to talk about their career unless they've done something in their career that really impacted people in a big way that they were really proud of, or it taught them some life lesson that they wanted to teach others, you know, but, but, but guys who were like, you know, yeah, I was the operations officer for this company. Those guys never talk about their career because they they're living their life now. You know, that was just how they got to where they are, but they're not, they don't care about it. They don't remember it. They don't, you know, they, they say, yeah, I shouldn't have worked uh, 14 hour days. You know, I should have reduced that time because my kids needed me. You know, they say things like that. They're trying to make up for that lost time. And that, that to me is profound because we all have the same life. You know, we all have different timelines. We don't know when it's going to end, but we all are living. You know, the question is, are we really living and doing that epic stuff? Or are we, are we sort of, you know, the awake dead? You know, you know what I mean? We're the, we're the walking dead, so to speak. So, Todd, what advice would you give if somebody were to walk up to you and say, I heard this podcast this is my story in, in brief terms. I run a DJ company. Yep. How, what advice would you give to somebody if they wanted to disrupt their business beyond the typical humdrum? What would you give them for advice? Well, I, I think my first advice would be, what are, you, what are you playing the game for? What are you trying to do? Are you just trying to get by? Because fine. Are you trying to make a massive impact? Are you trying to reinvent your business? Let's start with what you're trying to do. What is it you want to accomplish? Well, I want to do something really big with my business. Okay, that's going to require you breaking all kinds of things from beliefs to like, like the story you told, the people around you. You know, there's a part in the book where I talk about sometimes you have to burn a bridge on purpose mm-hmm. because if not, you're going to cross it over and over again. And so there are times, especially with toxic people, that you've got to you've got to on purpose burn the bridge between you because if not, you're never going to really go forward. You're going to keep reaching backwards. And so the first question is, what do you want to become? What do you want to do? What do you, what big thing are you trying to accomplish? And if they tell me 
oh, I just want to, you know, just want to get by with my business. Okay, then that's a different mindset. That's not the same mindset. If they say, no, I want my business to be big and I want to generate this kind of revenue and I want to have these kind of clients and I want them paying this much and I want to work smarter, not harder. And okay, that's, that's a disruption. You're going to have to break a lot of things. Beliefs being one of them, believing that your, their value is where it needs to be. You may have to develop yourself differently. You may have to learn new skills. You may have to find new friends. <laughs> you may have to, you may have to bring in new team members. You may have to clean house. I mean, there. There's so much that spawns off of the question, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? You know, what, are you, what is it you're after here? Um, you know, and I think that is how I would start with someone. What is it you're really trying to do? Most people engage in something and never ask the question, what am I trying to do with this? They just go, well, it'd be cool if I did this, you know, on the side, or it'd be cool if I booked a few events, or I wish I booked 10 more events. Okay, but that's not really what we're talking about. That's just survival. You know, everybody says they want to win, but winning is not a goal. And now someone's going to say to me, well, no, winning's a goal. No, winning is not a goal. A goal is I want to make this much revenue. I want to get paid this much per event. That's a goal. That's an achievable metric. Winning is just like, I hope that, you know, I'm successful. Well, that, that's exactly what happens. Winning becomes hope. And then when it doesn't work out, it becomes survival. So then it's like, okay, I just hope I get enough to, to not, you know, go into debt. You know, now I just hope I can right. pay my bills. So you start out with these aspirations. You know, I want to do really well. What does that mean? I'm not sure, but I'll, I'll know it when I find it. And, and then you find DJs that are making, you know, a little bit of money, but working their butts off. And they're like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a lot of events, but I'm exhausted and I'm not making enough money. Okay, well, so now what do you want? Well, now I want to make more money. You know, it's like, okay, why didn't you think of that in the beginning? You know, <laughs> you know so, so it's the question of what do you want? What are you really trying to do first? And then what are you willing to do? And what are you willing to change to get there? Because you're no, whatever you're doing now is not, I can promise you, will not be enough to get you where you want to go. If you're changing something and doing something epic, you're going to have to disrupt yourself first, which is really what that book's about is find a way to start to break your own molds and your own habits. And all that habitual stuff you're doing is not going to get you to where you want to go. So you're going to have to change a lot of things. I'm not sure that answers it, but it was... Uh, no, it, that hits the nail right on the head. And I think with the time of year we're at, where people are, you know, the cliche New Year's resolution. For me, uh, and what I like to promote is I, I'm looking at what I want to accomplish for the first half of 2020. Yeah, great. And it is page. It, it boggles my staff when I show up for the meeting at the beginning of the year. We have a staff party, and then the week after we have an online meeting. But they get an email from me an hour before with a document that's probably about 25 pages long, with a plan of how we're going to attack the first half of next year. Uh, I've already exceeded 25 pages, but I think that's an important point you brought up. And I want to jump back to that for a second is I think a lot of DJs that, that I talk to go through the motions because it worked for somebody else. And I really think that it, our industry has a hard time answering that question. What is it that you really want? Yeah. I think we get caught up in, well, gee, we're in an economic downturn and all of a sudden, you know, I lost three holiday parties and they were my staple forever and they're not coming in. And now I got to figure out how I'm going to survive. We get very reactionary. Yeah. And instead yeah. of prepping for it, 
And I think you, like I said, I think you hit the nail right on the head. We have to figure out what we want first. Yeah, you. I mean, we we can't. It's the classic, you know, lesson that I didn't think of. But it's it's the begin with the end in mind. It's 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 this constant idea that unless you know where you're headed, you're never going to really arrive. You know, you're just not going to get there. It's just you're gonna you're gonna wish and hope and pray and 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 say I really want to be happy and successful, and you'll never qualify what that is. You'll never really get to the the definition of what it means to be happy, successful, fulfilled, you know, all these are just words, you know, they're empty words. You know, when people say to me, well, can you help me? I, I need some advice. A friend of mine just wants to be happy. I'm like, what does that mean? What do you mean? Well, what does happy mean? What, how do you define it? Because you can't get there if you don't define it. How can you take it? You know, when I had my own DJ business many years ago, I didn't start my, my month going, how am I going to make the ends meet this month? I said, where do I want to be in 12 months? You know, how much do I want to get paid per event? How much do I want? How many people do I want working with me? What kind of shows are we going to be doing? What are we targeting? You know, you just, it was focused on actual tangible items. And now those tangible items, if I achieved, you know, 50% of them, I could say there, I was successful this year. But if I never thought about it, if I just randomly wished and hoped that, you know, the fairy god of business would just drop a bunch of business on me. And, and then, and this is funny, you've seen this throughout the years, and I know I have in the DJ business, people will so many times say, well, I deserve to get paid more. Okay. When's the last time you took a class? When's the last time you learned? When's the last time you had, like you just said, a massive planning day with your team? When's the last time you asked for any real feedback? Not the kind of feedback that you see on Facebook where you go, I got another positive feedback today. Oh, that's garbage. I want to see the feedback where someone goes, your DJ was terrible today. And here's why and here's what you can do better. Um, a buddy of mine here, I do these DJ trainings. We've got one coming up in January. And for that one, he's bringing, he's, my business partner is bringing a couple of vendors, and we haven't really announced this yet, but I guess this is it, do it, mean announcing it. We're bringing some vendors from Colorado who are wedding planners, meeting planners, and they're going to sit there and tell these 10 guys who are signing up for my course, they're going to tell them the kind of things they despise about DJs, the things that drive them crazy, the things that DJs need to do better. And they're going to give these guys real feedback. Now, it's not feedback about their you know, these DJs in particular, but it's about the industry. And it's a kind of feedback that they just don't get because they don't, nobody wants to go out and go, Hey, how bad did I suck at that wedding? You know, (laughs) nobody wants to do that. Right. We just want to hear the good stuff, but it's, it's the, it's the feedback that's not always positive that gets us disrupting ourselves. So, so, you know, that's the other part of the disruption piece is you got to find people that'll be honest with you. That'll tell you the truth about where you're doing well and what you're terrible at, because that's how you get better, and you don't get better any other way. And, and finding that person that's going to be honest is, to, to be honest, not to be cliche, but to find somebody that's going to be that brutally upfront with you is really difficult, because we as humans are taught not to be like Carla from Cheers, I guess is the best way to put it, and to be, listen, you suck today. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So you touched on something that I want to kind of move our conversation to a yeah, little bit, ahead. and that is 
um, because I've seen the announcements. I, I follow you on Facebook. You're doing more industry training now. Yeah. Talk about that. Yeah, I went back to, uh, you know, I left. The I mean, I have to ask, did you miss us? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. You know what sparked it? I did the, um, I hosted, well, I spoke at Mobile Beat at the Mobile Beat conference in Las Vegas in 2016. They asked me to come back. It was the 20 year anniversary. And so I was like, oh yeah, that'll be awesome. And I'll come and just do a 90 minute thing. So I came up and did the disrupted uh, presentation. And then I walked off that stage and I, I turned to my now wife and I said, I go, um, I got I to gotta do this more. I miss this. I miss this environment. People who are really grateful for the learning. You know, that, that's, you know, when you, when you go and a company hires you to go do a keynote, it's really cool. It's fun. You get paid a lot of money. But not everybody's really grateful that you're there. You know, they don't, they don't, go, they don't go, wow, I'm so glad that this guy Todd came to uh, our Hawaii conference and interrupted my scuba diving lesson for this presentation. You know, they're just not that grateful. Um, and it's not their fault. It's just an, the environment, you know. But when you go to that, when I went to that conference in 2016, not only from mobile beat, but from just the DJs in the room. And there were like a thousand guys there. I was like, this feels right. This, these are people who really want to get better. You know, these, it was the last day of the show. That's people who really want to be there. You know, they're just like really trying to get the last piece of learning they can. And so then the next year they asked me to come back and, and MC the entire event and do another, uh, you disrupted presentation, which I did. And so then that sparked another, and then a bunch of guys when I was there kept saying, you got to do your, your training again, where you teach us how to speak to the audience, where you teach us how to be conversational, where you teach us how to integrate new skills into our business. And, and there were enough people that asked for it that I said, and right away, there was a guy in um, Illinois named JR and JR owns a company called Epic Entertainment. And so he really tweaked on my, you can't do Epic shit with simple people comment. And he goes, he goes, uh, he goes, I want to sign up for your first one. When you do the first one, I'll bring my guys. And he brought six of his own guys to the very first one. And he, I mean, he paid for it. He flew them to Colorado because we do them all in Colorado. He flew them here. He paid for it. He paid for all their admission to the, to the two-day uh, workshop training. And he's done that now two times. He came to the next level with uh, four of his guys. I mean, he just, he was like, I, I'm doing it. I have to do that. I need to be better. I need to be, if I want to charge more, I need to be better at what I'm doing. And, um, and so that was what sparked it. I just, it was, it was getting back into the mix with people. And that really motivated me to want to do this. And then this year, I finally, you know, I, I, I had had some great successes in the marijuana industry. And I, I just decided it was, I was done with it. I, I wanted to move on. I wanted to get back to a more simple, thoughtful way to exist. And so I focused on, um, on the DJ training again and performing and also speaking. And so I, I, that's what I really focused on. And so I want to take these skills that I have and I want to make sure that other people can get access to them, that they can learn from them. So that's, that's what really sparked it. And so far, so good. The feedback's been awesome. And we've got another one coming up in, uh, in January. Cool. Where can people find out about it? Uh, it's really simple. They just go to MitchumInteractive.com. It's M-I-T-C-H-E-M Interactive.com and they can sign up on the website. And it's uh, happening mid-January. Gives people a chance to get the holidays out of their system. We'll put all that information in the show notes awesome. so people can find Thanks. it. And they can get a copy of the book. That's still up on Amazon, right? Yeah, that's everywhere. Yeah, you I will, can, I will tell you the Audible version, if you get the Audible service from Amazon.com, yeah. 
I, and I'm, I, I'm one of these people I'm on the go. It's a lot easier for me to put earbuds in. And you, you did a great job in that, narrating the entire book. And you could feel the warmth and, and how passionate you were about the topic because it meant that much to you, especially when you started talking about your transition over to the cannabis industry yeah, yeah. And, and what that meant to you. So I highly encourage that. Any speaking engagements, anything we should know about in the near future? Well, we've got a, I've got a lot going on. Um, so right now, this year, we've got, we're working on uh, a show maybe for New Year's, but it'll be the, we literally rebooted the Bad Boys Alive Late Night that one of my old business partners who had been a part of that show he and I rebooted that entire show. And so we are kicking, kind of kicking it off around New Year's. And so people need to just kind of start looking for that, the bad boys of live late night.com um, and uh, boys with a Z. And they can find it and watch when the shows pop up, they, they can try to get to one. So Thank hopefully you. we'll be, be back at Universal soon. That would be awesome. Come, come out to the East Coast if you come to Boston. Oh, we would love I'm to. sure I can get a bunch of guys to go, you know? That'd be great. Yeah. And so then, and, and so then the workshop trainings are all here. However, I've had a couple of guys request for me to come to their area and do a couple days. So if DJs are interested in that and they can put together 10 people, uh, just, you know, have them reach out to me. Beautiful. Todd Mitchum, thanks for being on the show today. Glad to uh, finally catch up with you. It's been a couple of years, but glad to hear that things are going well. And thanks for sharing all that great stuff with our listeners today. You're welcome. Keep doing what you're doing, everybody. Just keep pressing and uh, keep disrupting. And remember, you can't do epic shit with ordinary people, folks. Bingo. You've been listening to the Mobile DJ Business Podcast. Give us your ideas for future guests, questions, or topics, or just stay informed about upcoming episodes on our Facebook page or visit www.mobiledjpodcast.biz. The Mobile DJ Business Podcast is a production of Ron Peters Entertainment, all rights reserved.